Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Greetings, adventurers. We would like to thank you for your help in winning three Signal Awards for Listener's Choice, in addition to two Gold Awards and one Silver Award for Music, Sound Design, and Most Innovative Podcast. As podcasters, we have very few opportunities to really celebrate the people who bring this show to life, and these wins are a big firsts for our crew. Thank you so much for making it possible. Before we begin, we'd like to also quickly remind you that we make another fantasy adventure podcast, which you can share with your family, called The Boar Knight. It's about a boar. B-O-A-R, who is also a knight, and he's been bitten by a were-man and has until the full moon to break the curse. It features many popular voices and musicians that you might love and recognize from Dark Dice, and it's made by the same people, myself and Caitlin. Additionally, we are in the beta release process for our newest pen and paper adventure titled Darkness Under the Mountain, which is available on our Patreon page right now at patreon.com slash foolandscholar. Venture to Westman's Hold a remote dwarven settlement, to find out what's happened within the infamous natural prison, the Craig. What horrors lurk and wait within that darkness? You can find out early and give us feedback that will help make the adventure even better in the months to come. But before we get too far ahead of ourselves, let's start this month's episode. Shalis de Pace. Salis. Do you seek him? Do you seek him? Do you seek him? Do you seek him? Do you seek the nameless god? You have found yourself among those who roll the dark dice. What you are about to hear happened long ago. A story brought back from the edge of oblivion, dutifully transcribed, and enhanced orally to better captivate your attention. Previously, Rowena and her cousin Sindri departed Ilmutter's Hope after an unfortunate incident. Having stolen four horses, they continued on their way toward Westman's Hold to reunite with the Westpike family. Dark Dice, The Long Road, Chapter 3A, Castigation. Rowena led her cousin Sindri and the four horses they'd stolen north, riding swiftly for hours until the horses showed signs of weariness and the sun began to sink below the trees on the horizon. They had not been pursued, and they likely wouldn't be. If he doesn't know much about horses, then she'll like constantly be correcting his, his like sitting position so he doesn't get as many sores. Father Westpike had started to get the hang of horse riding around this time as well but discovered how tiring riding could be for the rider as well as the horse. However, they were now well on their way toward Auden on the main dirt road, placing them days of travel ahead of any who might pursue them on foot. Ruina, I'm sorry to ask this, but I think we should rest for the evening. It has been a taxing day, and I would like some time off of the horses to stretch my legs and relax. I'm sure the horses would appreciate it as well. Should we take ourselves further into the woods to make camp, or...? Yeah, we should. I mean, yeah, we don't want to be caught near the road. That would just... Well, I think I've ticked him off enough. 
maybe we can take him off into making a, a stupid mistake, but let's not not make them ourselves. Thank you. Did I understand correctly that Nyx shot at you as soon as we turned our backs to him? <laughs> no, he he did it while I was blatantly looking at him. He just missed because, you know, maybe it was a warning shot or or maybe he just missed. I, I don't know, but I'm going to take whatever blessing Selogon gives and I'll, yeah. What a disgusting man, firing on a woman. Uh. Hey. Sorry, a lady. Don't use that pile. Oh, he's smiling like a... He's grinning like an idiot right now. No. Yeah, I would think that as low of him if he had tried to fire that bolt at me after saying those things he said. Well. Man does not even stand by his words. Disgusting. Not a lot of people do. Sad to say. The surface world sure is a strange one. I can't believe that Ayas' story contradicts us. I do not understand what's going on. Actually, I think he said that it was really vague. Maybe he was trying to protect us. I, I, I don't know what happened. I, I mean, the kids seem convinced that I, I killed Soren. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. I don't know. But. You didn't kill Soren. I don't know what's going on, but I believe whatever the, the nameless god was, he has. He's put some kind of a curse on us. Even the homeless people of our village seem to... You have to know of him. I don't know. I don't care. Our travels now take us to Vestman's Hold. I think the plan is quite, quite obvious. We move there as close as I think I can go. I don't want to go within where our scouts walk. It would be, it would probably be like a day's travel for you by yourself to the Vestman's Hold once we reach the Grand Approach. And I need you to go, and I need you to find the Brightsmithers Manor and make sure that Pia still lives. Right, smarter. Right. That was my mother's name. <laughs> Her clan name. Wait, I-, I thought your mother was Romina Onyxheart. My stepmother. She was my stepmother. My birth mother was Gildana Brightsmelder. Gildana? Hmm. I think she may have been Pia's aunt or something? I didn't know her very well. She died when I was born. That would make sense. Pia has connections to the Kortalim. We never much spoke of the Kortalim. Just removing their, their influence from Vestman's council. I mean, I'm technically of the Kortalim too, but my mother shielded me from all that. She was a kind woman. What about the rest of them? There's your lady, but what if she's not around? She it's been a long time. She will be. I trust that. Either her mother Sylvia still sits on the council, or she sits on the council. Or she has been removed. And if she has been removed, the Cortalum have gotten much more bold than I expected. And at that time, I think it will be time for hammers to sing their songs of battle once again. So, that's... that's your lady. And what about the other two? You... how many kids do you even have? (laughs) I only have two. Selgon blessed me with a girl on the first try and a boy not long after. And I think me and Pierre were happy with it. My son, God, he could barely lift a toy hammer. He probably works the anvil now. Reynar Breitsmutter and his sister Solver. She was a pretty girl. You guys would be very close to the same age right now. Um, I've been gone for so long. Is Reynar a family name? Reynar's... uh, I thought they both would take the Brightsmuffler's last name since 
since West Pike is kind of dirty because of my shenanigans. So Reina must be a family name then. Is there some kind of history to it? Not that I remember. Um, it's been ages since I was able to dwell on these thoughts without pain. <laughs> I... Pia let me name him. And I thought it was just a strong name. I suppose it could have been from a story I heard. I am your aunt's son, after all, and all the good names tend to echo through the tooth of time. You said your brother was also named Reynar? Older brother. Small, but strong lad. Does he have jet black hair? Aye. He's got pretty dark hair. Green eyes? Aye. You grew up with a boy named Reynar who had black hair and green eyes. Aye. I mean, that describes a man I call brother. I mean, it's a small world, you know. I mean, obviously some some things are passed between family and all. I'm sorry, are you? And, and like you said, strong names being repeated. He would be growing up with your father. Well, he's, um, he's a proper adult now, but yeah. But your son, your, your son, he's likely with your wife, right? He's supposed to be. Family should not know the name Reynar. I remember now that it's the name of my great grandfather who had nothing to do with the Kortalim. Surely can't be a coincidence. Well, I don't know what to tell you. May all the dark in the world take them. We're going to Strathman's Hold and I'm going to see this boy. Your father must explain himself. No, he. My brother is not there. Where's your brother? I don't know. I, I don't. Before I left, he was supposed to marry someone, but he... Well, he really didn't want to, and he just... He didn't, and, and something happened, and they broke it off, and he ended up going on some sort of pilgrimage or a quest or some other shite like that. To be honest, we didn't really see eye to eye in a lot of things. I mean, he is my brother, but I really don't see eye to eye on a lot of things, and he can be quite difficult to be around, and, and he left the hold. Anyway, because he's not there. I don't know where he is, especially not now, but I doubt he's home. All right, one problem at a time. Do you think my brother is your son? I think there's a very good chance of it. I think there's a very good chance that I have been too casual with my information for Westman's Holt. I simply assumed that I would receive these news, that I would... that my contacts would understand this. What What? What do you know about him, of other than... He's got dark hair and green eyes. I mean, I've known him since I was a babe in arms. It can't be the one in the same. That's just too weird. He had barely started speaking by the time I left. I don't know anything about him. I don't know the man he turned into. We'll have to go confirm things. I mean, look, I mean, I mean, you weren't there to, to raise him. It's not your fault. My nightmares are coming true. This, this can't... Look, look, calm down. It's okay. It's no! Okay. He shoves you away. You don't understand. If he became a paladin, a fearmonger, Hecaros, if my dreams are real, then he... Th that means he's a... Then Pia is... Yeah. Pia's been hurt. She might be in the crag. Have I been blind? Sindri, get a hold of yourself. Take a breath, okay? So my brother is a watcher of the fair god Hecaros. I might have told you that earlier, aye, and, and perhaps hearing it, it gave you the dream. Okay, just... Now... Now your daughter... Was she the older one? 
She's older, seven years. Her mother named her. Solver. The protection from too much light. Okay, I don't know that name. But when we used to fight as kids, he he used to say things. Well, you know, he'd say things like, his life was better without me in it. So, so he remembered having an older sister at some point. But we got in a really big fight and it never came up again. And we drifted pretty far apart after that. And having... We're more like rivals than siblings. But... But, like, maybe she was just the bastard of my father's or something. That Cinder, you can't blame him for what he's turned We're out We're going to Vestman's Hold. I'm going to find Pia. And then I'm going to crush the Cortalum. I guess I could help. Every last one of them. Not that you care or anything, but someone's coming down the road from ahead. It's a single figure, lightly armoured, on horseback. That hurts a centaur. I don't know how they couldn't have seen our campfire at this point. Hmm. I can't remember how to put it out without making smoke. Is it just kicking dirt on it? <laughs> Do you think we should offer him to sit with us for the night? He is travelling slowly. Most likely been travelling the whole night. Depends. It's up to you. I see no reason to fear this man. Uh, and Father Westpike gets up and he's gonna walk towards the the road. Uh, he is making a little bit of a effort to not reveal himself instantly. He is wary that if this is a guard, he might not want to make himself seen. Father Westpike throws on his chainmail and uh, puts the shield on his back and his hammer at his side and moves towards his uh, road. Rowena quietly put on her armor and moved to join her cousin, observing the stranger as they approached. The figure wore black and gold the royal colors of Vernasco, under polished armor that reflected the torchlight he carried. The figure also carried a sword and a flag-tipped lance, though the wind was not favorable for seeing its heraldry. Surely the handsome man was human, likely a noble or professional warrior, or perhaps both. He was the very picture of a storybook knight brought to life, from posture to the way he gently patted his armored steed, a horse larger than any of the ones they'd stolen, brown, with braided black hair. Father Westpike's gonna hail the man as he gets close enough. Good tidings, young man. Though initially startled, the charisma rolled by Sindri was enough to keep voices calm and hands from their weapons. The human slowly raised his torch to get a better view of old Father Westpike and his cousin Rowena. Well met, sir, dwarf. You're not a bandit, are you? No certain luck for you, my friend. I am but a humble cleric of Selagon. I'm traveling with my cousin. We moved ourselves away from the road to avoid bandits and similar beasts. But you seemed a safe enough fellow to hail. You're traveling slowly. Have you been traveling long today? All day, in fact. I'm hoping to reach Ilmitter's Hope tonight. Is it far? It is a good, good while away on a good trot. It will probably take you a while into the sunrise. Would you mind if I shared the campfire with you, then? I would be happy to share some food and take watch, so long as my horse can rest. Of course, but we do not have food to spare, I am sorry to say. Sorry, you misunderstand. I meant that I'd like to share my food with you. Opie, most appreciated. We're just uh, right here off the road. 
What's your name, friend? My name? Father Westpike. I am Sir Alias Drez. And this is Hercules. Hmm. A good name for a good steed. Indeed. Had him for long? His whole life. He was bred specifically to be my travelling companion. A hand-chosen steed. That is a lucky... It's a, it's a, you're a lucky man to get such a thing. As uh, Father Westpike gets closer to the campfire, he hails Rowena, just saying, We're getting closer. Maybe set up the fire again? He seems friendly enough. For people who are playing the audio game, I have been shaking my head and face-palming since he started. <laughs> she looks up at him, and she will cast Message. Can't believe you just gave him our names. And then she'll just kick the dirt off and start making the fire. Once at the growing campfire, the human began removing the horse's gear and armor, as well as his own. So, let's get the obligatory small talk question out of the way. Where are you headed? Our trips take us to Westmansholt. I need to go back there to learn some things firsthand. Apparently the information I've been getting from there is <laughs> dubious, to say the least. Hmm. Westman's hold. I've heard that decades can go by without so much as a word from them, so I can't say I'm surprised. I'm from Great Vanasco, a bit to the east of there, as it were. Hmm, yes. I've heard about you guys. You often buy some of our metals. You're good mer merchants, you sent. Ah, so you're from the hold, then. If you'd be so kind, here's some bread and salted meat. I've got skewers in the backpack if you'd like to have them warm. Ah. Would you mind warming a few up for us then? Father Westpike's gonna turn to Rowena and say in Dwarvish, I've not told him your name. We can claim you don't speak common. You seem to not trust this man. I'm gonna look at the guy. Does he in any way seem to be recognizing what we're saying? The knight made no outward indication that he understood Dwarvish, but confirmation would require an insight check. That's what I'd like to do, please. I don't trust this. Mostly I don't trust him right now. <laughs> him being Sindri. Uh, 21 on insight. Rowena felt slightly more at ease as she determined that the man possibly understood a single word here or there, but did his best to avoid insulting or startling either dwarf. Moving slowly and with intention, his body language relaxed. Do I recognize... Uh, she met she had a symbol on his chest? 25. Rowena noted a crest that bore the heraldric phoenix of House Fife, flying before the blazing split sun of the lost Darlarian kingdom. So, Westmans, are you... You said you're a cleric from there? Um, I am a... I'm gonna shoot him a look, and again, I'm gonna use message and not just answer him at all like directly I'm um, just like looking around because I think they know each other well enough that she doesn't have to see him to do this be very careful what you tell him Father Westpike kind of bites his tongue in the middle of a sentence and, like, it takes like a good long while thinking we don't have to speak if you're uncomfortable I did not mean to come off as nosy I hope I haven't offended either of you Rowena like throws her hands up at that comment like that's clearly not the case <laughs> and then just like <laughs> She'll get up and start, like, patrolling around this camp, just, like, very close by. She's... no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if it makes you feel any better, I can 
tell you some stories while we sit and eat. Rowena notably avoided receiving food as the knight sat down by the fire next to Sindri. Father Vaxpike eats with gusto the beef and bread that he brought. And it was delicious. By the gods, it was delicious. Flavorful seasonings from Great Vernasco, inspired by dwarven recipes that were instantly familiar to Sindri's tongue. As he recovered four stress damage, tears unexpectedly came to his eyes, which he promptly rubbed away. So, it has been quite the long journey for us, traveling from realm to realm seeking aid. We were recently as far as the North Realm, and now we're on our way south to bring an end to a reign of evil that has brought shame upon my family's honor for some generations. I'm hopeful our tale will have a happy ending, but it is yet to be written. What, whatever happened to your family that caused such great dishonor? Surely you've heard of the Dark Miracle. Ah, yes. You must be one of, um, one of the survivors from the terrible mess. One of their descendants, rather. Yes. The stories were passed down from generation to generation by mouth with terrible detail. And none of it embellished. Members of my family fought against the undead on that day, still walk this plain as servants to their shadow goddess. And I intend to help them find peace. That is a noble effort. Family is important. Even centuries apart cannot change that. I wish I could help in some manner, but my own path is so clear. So I must simply offer you this small blessing. May the sun of the eastern stream lane guide your travels. Thank you, Father. And yours as well. Father Westpike's eyes fell upon the knight's lance after a few minutes alone, staring at the campfire and stars above. A lance was a strange weapon for the old dwarf, who had never seen one this close up. The knight, in turn, quietly appraised each of the four horses under the care of the dwarves. But before long, Father Westpike began to pull off his chain shirt, catching a couple of times on his beard in awkward folds of linked metal, before finally coming free from the tired and ancient cleric. And it was only after it was off that he realized that Rowena did not help him take it off like she normally did. Nor did she bring over his long nightcap, which was firmly in her bag. The warmth of the campfire, the gentle wind, and the stars kept them company. Father Westpike looks deeply into the fire and looks very uncomfortable before he says, uh, <clears throat> I, I have spent all our coin procuring these horses. We have scarcely any food. I hate to ask, but do you have coin you could spare? If you'd be so kind as to share the nature of your own quest, I would be happy to trade you coin for the service of such a story. Does that sound like a more equitable fair trade? Uh, Thank you for your generosity. My travels take me back to Vestman's Hold, where I believe that my wife may have befallen a horrible fate. I'm sorry. A terrible vision came to me in a dream, and I have a horrible feeling that it may have been more a more prophecy, more vision than a dream. My old body is telling me that I need to return straight away, or lest I may miss my last chance to see her. I may have already missed it if the dream was too accurate. I hope that your dream is just that, 
Here. This should help you find food and a warm bed in any villages between here and there. Thank you very much. I would offer more, but I need every silver and gold for mercenaries and provisions, as embarrassing as it is to admit. Your donations to our travel do not go lightly. I thank you and may Seligon's light and blessing reach you wherever you tread, no matter how dark it gets. We're gonna be need to be set one down for the night pretty soon. We have an early morning ahead of us. Do you want me to give you a gentle boot when we wake? Ah, you do speak common. Mm-hmm. If it wouldn't be too much trouble. I'll see you get walking in the morning. Also, I'll be taking the watch. I've been having trouble sleeping late, and no offence. <laughs> but I feel I'm the best suited to the task out of all of us here. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Your assistance, your fire, and your company. It has been refreshing. It is. Sometimes things... Sometimes it's just good to speak to another human being. Aye. Good night, friends. Father Westpike looks to Rowena and says oh. in Dwarvish, You will wake me up for my side of the shift. You will do me no good unconscious on a horse. He seems sterner than he usually talks to you. She just ignores him and continues patrolling around. She doesn't answer him. Good night, Sir Elias. I hope you won't take offence, but my... I seem to have some dealings I've left unchecked. I'm going to speak with my cousin about a personal matter we were discussing before you arrived. Then I will return to my bedroom. And he stands up and starts walking towards Ravina and speaks in Dwarves from this point onward. Excuse me, but... Um, Go to sleep. I'm sorry? You're not ready for a watch. You haven't got your arm on me. You no. don't have your weapon. Go to sleep. Rowana, you... You have... Rowana, we need to travel together. If you are to accompany me to Westman's Hold, which I would very much appreciate. This is how it's going to happen. I'm going to go with you to Westman's Hold because that's what I said I'd do. I will find out about your wife and your children. I'll find out about your family. And then I'm going to go. Where are you going to go? I'm going to take Lady Cabin's Falls symbol back to her family. And that's the last I'm telling you about what I'm doing. I didn't realise that I was travelling with another Cordalum. Sindri winced at that statement. You know I'm... You know I'm Vestpike. You know I've suffered at the hand of the Cordalum. Just as you have. Just as Ayas did. Your mother and my father... A brother and sister. You still have blood of Kodalam in you. And when you threatened to wipe every one of us out, I think I learnt my father's lesson. That it doesn't matter how far down we slide, we're still Kodalam. No, because you threatened my life Ro- and my brothers. Rowena, no, please. And my I... father's. You said you'd crush every last one of us. You said that to me. And then he turned up. Cinder looks back to the human and looks back to Ruana. Mm, no. Mm. I... These, those were words spoken in anger. I, I am... I'm, so, I'm sorry. I, I know. I did not mean to threaten you. I am... No. But you still threatened my family and I... I didn't think you were the sort of person that would go blindly vengeance on everyone and everything. 
just like my father would, but he's way more subtle about the way he does it, and just like my brother is. So you're just as much Cordalum as the rest of us. And I thought maybe you just gave me a bit of hope that I could not be like that. I was wrong. Cedric, like, he's he's been looking kind of sad this whole conversation, but he kind of steals himself and looks sternly back. Rowena, the Cortalum are a blight upon dwarven kind. Your family, and what is essentially a part of my family, they're, sl- they're, they're horrible. What they do is horrible. Gold is all that matters to them. Slavery, tomb raiding, stealing ancient artifacts simply for to turn a coin, to s- buy themselves favors within politics. These are things they do. They don't do it. There are other houses that don't do it as they do. I'm sorry. I've had intimately bad experiences with the Cordonum, and I thought that they would simply destroy themselves, but I fear they have destroyed me before they managed to even turn their blades against themselves. What I said was spoken in anger, spoken with a century of pain on its back. I'm sorry. I do not intend to harm you, and I do not intend to harm your family. But if I do not find my family, I do intend to harm the Kortalm. Whether it be through trade or through murder. Now I know which I choose. I choose to get home and to find this all but a dream. Pia to happily hold Reiner and Solver. You are way too optimistic. You do not know my father. You're right. I don't. I do. And I don't stand a chance if I don't know him. So please. I did not mean that as a threat against you. I did not. I do not even think of you as Cortona. You know. Think of you as my own. My own I think of you as my own. Own daughter. You are a great kid. And I would be proud to call you my daughter. But I am sorry. I have hurt you. And I did not mean to. I said things in anger that I should not have. And. I have apparently been blinded by my own optimism. You have. So, please, Rowena, when I say that I will not harm you, I mean that with all the faith that I have in my God, and I vow on my life as a cleric and my belief in Selicon that I will never harm you. And I... Reach out and take his hands in mine. I understand. And I care for you too. But you have to know that blood is still blood. And if you lay a hand on my father, I will stop you. I do not want it to come to this. But I also know that if you find that he's done what I think he's done, I don't know if I could really stop you from doing what you want to do, but I will try. Sinter looks up and he has a pained smile on his face. And he says, I accept your promise, and I stand by mine. If you stand between me and any other person I wish to harm, I will not harm them. I promise. Be my guiding light. (laughs) That sounds like an awful lot of responsibility. (laughs) You ran away from the Kortalum, or 
you struck out against them. I don't know why. But you never inherited their evil deeds. I believe you're your own person. I believe you ran away from responsibility when it had blood on it. One day, I'm going to tell you another tale about running away from blood and responsibility. But that won't be tonight. Come on, go to sleep, please. I'll wake you in a few hours. I am deeply sorry. It's okay. I get it, I do, but I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to be hurt by you. Good night. And he returns to his bedroom and lies down. He takes a few moments to look around his sleeping cap, which he can't find, and then he just goes to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, about five minutes later she puts it on his head. Sindri restored nine additional points of stress damage after such a pleasant meal around a campfire, sharing his emotions and a serious discussion with Rowena. Sometimes painful conversations improve a situation, lessen the terrible whispers inside one's head, and this was one such instance. However, Rowena only restored two stress damage, as she did not eat, and the conversation had a different implication altogether for her. She required an additional constitution saving throw. Oh, look at that. 18. And with an 18 was somehow fine. The night was uneventful, peaceful even. No creatures came for them. No monsters took heed. And the following morning, the human departed after a quick breakfast of porridge he shared with Sindri, while Rowena packed up their camp and stood lookout. The second day was an uneventful ride though the cousins found themselves at points arguing the finer points of how future social interactions should be handled. By the way, I have no idea what I was doing so wrong during that encounter, except like slight tidbits of information. That's all I know. It's like you gave him your name, you told him where you were going, you said we were cousins, and that this was a family matter. You idiot! The Cortalan will figure that all out as soon as they realize that I'm coming. I I, I fear not that they will figure this out from this... small element of hiding, just a little bit. There's, there's a, there's a, there's a difference between like not telling a person a thing and outright lying. Just like, what's your name? Like, and your concern. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Who are you? Oh, the most wanted man in Ilmater's hate. Where they're gonna go to <laughs> set up an army for justice and crap. We're boned. Oh, also, I want to curry favor with the captain of the guard in the nearest town. What is wrong with you? Oh yeah, they also have four stolen horses. I threw whatever <laughs> little money I had at the ground. That was so good. <laughs> I'm s- sorry, I'm not used to hiding myself. I, I used to fear that if I tried to hide myself, the Cortana might strike out. I proudly announced wherever I went. Well, how about we don't do the proudly announcing part, alright? You need to keep information about us as quiet as possible, at least for now. Either way... The people pursuing us know that we're going to be heading to Strathman's or Rissman's, so probably doesn't matter too terribly, I guess, but try and keep the information about us quiet. We need to keep ourselves hidden as long as we can. Okay, you are right. Always right. (laughs) And as the radiant sun gently began to dip beyond the trees, the duo reached the crest of a hill, noting a wooden structure up ahead, and the untold dangers that lay within its walls. Dark Dice, Chapter 3A, Castigation, featuring Jeff Goldblum as the Silent One, Ithor Vitharsson as Father Sindri Westpike, and Ham Cleveland as Rowena Granitepike. Also featuring the voice of Sinclair Bell as Sir Alias Drez and Travis Vengroff as Dungeon Master. This episode was produced and edited with sound design by Travis Vengroff. 
mixed and mastered by Marissa Ewing of Hemlock Creek Productions. This episode featured music by Stephen Malin, Brandon Boone, and Travis Vengroff. To support this production and get access to bonus releases, music, world lore, art, and early access to future adventures and D&D materials, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash foolandscholar. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram as at darkdicepod. This is a Fool and Scholar production. Thank you for listening. I hate to ask, but do you have coin to spare? Yes. Um, no, I, I threw away all my fucking money getting those horses. <laughs> no, I he meant did. like you have three days rations. That's not nothing. <laughs> he has no coins. Yeah. <laughs> and I rolled a four on insight. <laughs> Here. This should help you find a food. A food? You don't for food? Oh, God. Every five minutes, a transplant candidate dies while waiting for a compatible heart, liver, or kidney. Imagine a technology that could provide those life-saving transplant organs for a high price, and imagine what a company would do to monopolize that technology. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists unlocks this holy grail of medicine by reverse engineering the genomes of all mammals, creating an animal with organs perfectly suitable for human transplantation. They envisioned a docile herd animal, but one team member had another, darker vision. This ancestor is anything but docile. The team's work spawns something big, something evil, something very, very hungry. Ancestor is a complete serialized fiction podcast by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler with all episodes available. Binge the entire story now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.